Dope day. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How are all God's blessed, highly favored, fearfully and wonderfully made people doing today? We are forever grateful. We are waiting in anticipation for his return. Amen, amen. I trust that everyone had a wonderful week. And before I get started, I just want to remind you guys that Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 organization and it allows great programming like this one that you're listening to right now to be on the air. But we rely on your donations. So 
if you love what you're hearing and if you listen to other shows that we also have broadcast here throughout the week, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, tap the donate button and give whatever you feel you want to give, but it's definitely going to be appreciated. So now here we are in the second week of January and we're going to continue with our preparation for the year 2024. And in this month of January, we are laying down our foundation, the foundation that will carry us all the way through until December. So as I was seeking the Lord to find out exactly what he wanted his people to know for this year going forward, I was reminding of, I was reminded of the disciples when they were in the upper room. And Jesus told them to wait for the comforter, which was the Holy Spirit, before they ventured out to begin spreading the gospel. So just like the disciples had to prepare themselves, God is preparing us. He doesn't want us to get caught off guard, right? And the beauty of our waiting is that when we accepted Christ as our personal Savior, the Holy Spirit was placed within us instantaneously. So for those of you who who are unsure if you have the Holy Spirit, you do. You just need to consult with him more. You need to see how he can help you make wise decisions when you listen to him. And of course, you know, they're in, In some denominations, they tarry for the Holy Spirit. You know, you pray and you ask God to give you, they say that you ask God to give you the Holy Spirit. But when we accept Christ, the Holy Spirit is placed within us. So what you're actually doing is if you want to just see the manifestation that he's in your life, some denominations believe in speaking in tongues. Sometimes he expresses himself when he's, when he, when you're in the atmosphere of worship, it could be through crying, it could be through dancing. I'm sure a lot of you have already seen, you know, different, different um, scenarios where people have expressed having the Holy Spirit. So don't worry about that you don't have him. You have him. If you accept that Christ as your Savior, you have him. You just have to consult him more call on him, talk to him, talk to him like you would talk to Christ, you know, like, hey, what are we doing today? I need, I need guidance with this. And he's right there to help you. So the last time that we were together, we spoke about how you wouldn't be able to move forward using a GPS that you hadn't updated. And remember, we said that if you continue to use the old satellite coordinates, it's going to give you an address that you no longer are familiar with. That place will look familiar, sort of, but that's not where you're supposed to be. And we talked about the way that you update your GPS system is by the renewing of your mind. Because your GPS system is your mind. Your mind is what leads you back to familiar places that you're not supposed to be. And your mind is what propels you forward when you've renewed it with the word of God. So if you want to stop going around in circles, feeling like you're confused, keep rerouting yourself. 
Keep reading the word. When you keep reading the word, it's renewing your mind so that you'll you'll know what your next steps are supposed to be. Because there is no looking back. There is no looking back. We don't want to be like Lot's wife and become a pillar of salt. We want to continue to move forward towards the prize, as Paul stated to us in Philippians 3. But one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. We must continue on the journey that God has set before us, right? Because that's what it's all about. God is about progression, and we need to be about progression also. And when we think about that we're laying the foundation for the rest of the year, I actually went back and listened to my first show of the new year, 2020. Now, you guys know I got on the air in 2019, October. So in 2020, that was the first show that I had done for January. And back then, God had been laying a foundation for us. From back then, when I listened to it, I was like, oh, wow, we've been doing this on the show going forward the whole entire time. But I'll talk more about the show from 2020 later on in this program. But I want to just continue with what we were saying from last week, I was how we're building this foundation to go forward for this year. And we were saying that the way that we stay aligned with God is by incorporating prayer as a part of our daily routine. Because You can only know where God wants to take you when you're in alignment with his will that he has set for your life. And the best way to know where God wants you to go is to stay in constant communication with him. And the best way to stay in constant communication with God is through prayer and the reading of his word. Prayer lets God know that you're in agreement with him. Because when you're praying to him, you're talking to him about everything that he's already outlined in your life, what he's already placed in your spirit for you to know about what he wants you to do. So when you go back to him in prayer and you're talking to him about what he's placed in your spirit, you're letting him know, I heard you, I agree with you, and let's see how we're going to move forward. What's my next steps, Lord? What do you think about this I'm thinking about doing? Well, what did you think about that I was thinking about doing? Everything, when you're talking to him back and forth about what he has, the glimpses or the visions that he's given you for your life, that's how you're staying in alignment. And that's how you know which steps to take next that he's already ordered for you. So prayer has to be incorporated everyday routine, everyday routine. So now that we're all caught up with what we talked about last week. I want us to continue talking about how the enemy can enter into your life. And some of us are not even aware how we open the door for him. 
right? And the way that we open the door for the enemy to come into our life is through sin. Now, it doesn't mean that when you sin, you're not saved. And I don't want to confuse people with that because I know back in the day, they used to have you believing that, oh, if you committed one sin, you lost your salvation. And no, you don't lose your salvation because once you accept Christ as your personal savior, he's your personal savior. You've already accepted him. Now, that's just like, okay, let's use this as an example. That's like you have a child. That's your child. Now, whether they're obedient to what you tell them to do or whether they step out and do something that they want to do on their own, does that change the status of them being your child? Do they now not become your child because they ate the extra cookie that you told them not to eat? No, they're still your child. They just happen to have done something that you wanted them not to do, but they're still your child. It's the same way when you accept Christ as your personal savior. If you step out and you do something you commit a sin. And when I say commit a sin, it doesn't have to be like the one everybody always want to talk about, fornication or stealing, committing murder. It doesn't have to be something like that. It could be something that you committed a sin because, like I said, you didn't speak to your neighbor when you came out the door and you saw them and you looked in their face and you just kept it moving. Sin, yeah, because God says that we're supposed to Love our neighbors as we love ourselves. So anything that we do that's contrary to the word of God is a sin. And I know it's hard for some people to grasp that because to some people, a sin is it has to be something like catastrophic. No. And that's why Jesus used to constantly talk to the people about their behavior because it was the little things the little things that they would just overlook that he was like, that's a sin. You don't look at it as a sin, but if it grieves the father's heart, it's a sin. If it goes contrary to anything that he wants you to do, it's a sin. And that's why Jesus was constantly talking to people about just the way they they act, the way they carried themselves, the way they spoke to one another, the things they were thinking about one another, the things that they were doing to one another. That is just so important for us to remember. So when we commit a sin, we open the door for the enemy to come into our lives. We open the door. We give him an opening because once he sees that, "Mm, they're going against what God said, Oh, well, then I could just keep, you know, let me go over there and whisper this in their ear because I already have their attention because they're already not following what God said. Right? Look how, look how easy that was. Look how simple and how quickly something can go left from one little thing that you do. And I'm not saying that, oh my gosh, you do this one little sin and forget it, you're going to hell. No. But what I am saying is if you're not mindful, if you don't bring it back, if you don't grab hold of it before you let it just keep compounding like interest, yes, it can become a problem for you. 
it can become a problem. And the thing that you have to remember is you don't want to give the enemy access to territory in your life. You don't want to give him access because you'll let him in on one little thing. And before you know it, he's taken over the whole house. He's got you thinking about things that you weren't even thinking about anymore. But because of the one thing that you opened up, it gives it gives an opening to all the other things that can come in. So when you think about it, the sin that we commit and allows the enemy to come into our life is different from when the enemy goes to God and says, you know, I want to do this, this, and that to that one over there. Because, you know, when God is in control of your life, the enemy can't do anything to you unless God gives him permission to do it. But when you sin, that's him being able to have access to you without having to go to the Father to ask for permission. So you're actually giving him more authority over your life than the authority that he would have gotten had he had to ask for that authority. So that's why you have to be so careful. And especially in this year, not that it didn't matter last year, but more so because we're more aware of how sin can lead you down a rabbit hole to someplace that you don't want to be. And because of all the lessons that God has been preparing us from the beginning, teaching us, like I said, about our character, about habits, about just the stories that we've read of people that didn't follow and were disobedient and the outcome from their lives, we're more knowledgeable now that it can help us in our journey as we're going along in our life. Not that we won't sin because we're human. We're going to sin, but we won't do it consciously. That's the difference. Sometimes you sin and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize, or oh my gosh, I said that. Or, I, you know, you just get so caught up in life that you just don't remember. But there are some things that we constant, we, we, we consciously say, I'm going to do that. I don't care. Those are the ones you have to be careful of. The ones that you say, oh, I'm going to do that because I don't care. Because if you can quickly say, I'm going to do that and I don't care, what else will you quickly say, I'm going to do that and I don't care to? Hmm. Once that little thought comes into your mind and we all know that that price is way too high to pay. Right. If you look at, like I said, the characters in the Bible, Saul lost his kingship because he sinned against God because he was disobedient. He didn't follow the directions of the prophet. David. That's not that's a man after my own heart was chastened by. Nathan. When he stepped out with Bathsheba, right? And then we have an entire group of people that was wiped out in the flood in the beginning because they grieved God's heart. So all these things came about because of sin. So we see the cost of what sin can do in a person's life. And we won't, you know, we won't even have to touch about Adam and Eve. They are the ones that started everything from the beginning. But if we go to Luke 21, 34 to 36, it reminds us, but take heed to yourselves 
lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, these scriptures are telling us to be mindful that the kingdom is, of God is coming and that there, is, there are judgments that will precede it. And the judgments will affect all of us. No one will be exempt. And it's also a reminder for those who are unprepared for God's judgment to enter into accepting Christ as their personal savior. Because they want to be acceptable. They want to be able to enter into the place when Christ comes back for his reign. So if you don't know Christ as your personal savior, this is now a time for you to be, uh, you know, maybe I need to find out who this Christ person is. And let me get on board with what he has to say. Right? Because we as followers of Christ have to keep a careful watch, constantly, continuously praying so that we are prepared when he comes back. Right? And that's what all this, that's what all this whole living is about. That's what life is about right here. Life is not about how many cars you can have, how big your house is, how many Keurigs you have, you know, how many shoes is in the closet, how many pocketbooks, how many bedrooms. No, that's nice to have those things. I'm not knocking it. And if that's where your life is, all well and good, but don't let those things supersede your connection and your relationship with the one who provided you the means to obtain those things. That's the most important part. And when you keep Christ first, when you keep God first, when you keep the Holy Spirit first, the Trinity, then yes, everything else, because he said, once you can keep the kingdom Everything else will be given to you. Everything else, it's fine. You can have them. He never said you couldn't have them, but he doesn't want them to have you. He doesn't want them to control the way you view life and think that that's what life is all about because that's not what it's all about. So we've wrapped up. I've caught us up to everything that I wanted to continue from last week, which I'm glad I got all that out because last week was, I don't know, last week had gotten really it had gotten really heavy. I guess I had a lot to talk about with the other first part. So I'm glad that I was able to finish and continue to tell you what I had left off with. So now I'm going to allow us to take a music break. And when we come back, we're going to go into a new topic that I feel is very much important, of much importance of what we have to uh, continue with our foundation and our preparation for 2024. You've been listening to What Would K Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like.
not worth it It's too late to start again And I'm sure I'm useless In the hands of the creator I'm not enough to salvage And I'm not enough to build with So don't try No, I won't try But then came your word Healing, affirming word If someone finds out the truth That I'm shattered Pieced together by the love of you Not worthy of your attention I'm so guilty and ashamed Please don't use me No, you can't use me But here comes your word
So I never forget it. I believe what you think about me. So I'll repeat the confessions of your love. Now I breathe the life of your word.
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You are listening to What Would Kay Say Here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's now time for the part of the show that I call Op-Ed. But before we go into Op-Ed, I want to let you know what our musical selections were for today. Of course, you know we started out top of the hour with Making Changes by Grace. Then we heard from Cassie J with Journal. And we just heard from Nia Allen singing Wait. Now, both of those songs were very instructive. And I believe that the Holy Spirit gave me those two songs to give you today because I try to, well, the Holy Spirit usually always gives me songs that go along with what the teaching is for the day. But those were particularly something that, you needed to understand, like it when in journal when she was talking about the word of the Lord being written on your heart, written on your mind. We've been talking about that forever, having that word deep down in you so that it could just come back to you whenever you need to speak those words for your own encouragement, to speak them against the enemy when you're in spiritual warfare, just to 
be able to speak to somebody else to let them know the goodness of the Lord. You need to know his word. And then, as we were saying, we're like the disciples. We're tarrying. We're waiting. We're waiting for God to give us direction. So now, in order for us to prepare ourselves and our households for what God is expecting from us, we need to understand the season that we're walking in. And I found this very fascinating when I found out this information. That's why I'm I'm so excited to share it with you guys. So we all know that not everyone ushers in the new year on January 1st, right? In the Asian culture, their new year is in February. In the Jewish community, their new year is Rosh Hashanah, which is celebrated on the first day of the seventh month of their calendar. My new year is my birthday. So everybody has a different time when they're looking at what the new year is. But of course, we all collectively say happy new year, the beginning of the new year. Because we go by the way the earth rotates around the sun and the earth rotates around the sun, completes the year. So from the beginning, we know that the Jewish people were the people that God chose to be with. And now whoever they turn out to be, whoever the Jewish people turn out to be, they were the people that God said that he was going to have as their chosen, chosen people. So when Jesus came, he came to the Jews, right? And once again, he came to them because he needed to tell them to get it right. He came to show them how they should have been behaving in order to try to get it right. But of course, God knew that they could never follow the laws of what he had given them from before. So Jesus had to come to fulfill the law, right? So ultimately, he went to the cross and he died for all mankind, not just for the Jewish people. He died for all mankind because God is the creator of all living things, right? So when we say that and we think about, okay, God had chosen the Jewish people as the people that he was going to show himself to be who he was, they have a particular calendar that they follow. And we can see what's been happening if we look at their calendar. If we follow what their calendar is saying, we can see which season we're in according to what God had given them, right? So every decade in the Jewish calendar has a different meaning for the Jewish people. So for you to best understand where we are today, I'm going to take you back 10 years ago and then bring you up to now. So the Jewish calendar, they're in the year 5780s. They're in the decade of 80s, but they're it's the 57, right? So now 10 years ago, which was 5770, which was our 2010, it was the decade of the 70s because it was the 70 after like the 57 stood and then it was the 70s. Like with us, with the 20, it stands and then our last two numbers always change. So now the number 70 was represented by the Hebrew letter Ayin, which was symbolic to mean 
all-seeing eye of God in Hebrew. So when we were in the years 2010 to 2019, we were able to see things that God was revealing to us. So now if we fast forward to where we are now, which is the decade of the 80s, because the Jewish calendar is now in 5780 and we started out 2020, this decade is known as the decade of the mouth and the open hand. So now I'm going to break that down and what it means for us. When we're in the decade of the 80s, which is represented by the Hebrew letter Peh, which is associated with or symbolic of the mouth, in prophetic terms, it's saying that we're speaking God's kingdom. Everything that's happening in this decade is about speaking God's kingdom. So now, when you think about it, that makes sense because God wants us to be intentional with our words. And in this season, we're going to know what to say, how to say it, and to whom to say it to. The messages he'll be giving us will come through the Holy Spirit And we're we're always going to be able to confirm it in the word of God. That's why it's so important to keep the lines of communication open with prayer and to stay in your word so that you know what the word says. So that when you hear things, you're able to distinguish, is this the right voice that I'm hearing? Because like I said, if it's contradictory to what the word says, it's not the right voice. Okay? So during this time, we're going to have to use our discernment in order to make sure that we're hearing the correct voice speaking to us. And every word that we speak will affect our lives. But see, we learn this. And if we paid attention to what James told us, that life and death is in the power of the tongue. James warned us about this from before. But it's going to be even more evident in this decade because of this decade being the decade of the mouth. So every word that we speak, We're either going to be bringing glory and fulfillment to the kingdom or we're going to be casting it down. Because as we're speaking, we're affecting not only our lives, but we're affecting the the lives of people that are around us. Right? So... Because this is that decade and we have to be so careful of what we say. And now the enemy, he's going to be aware that this is the decade of the mouth. Not that he knew it ahead of time, but when we get information and we're talking, he gets information, right? So if we know that this is the decade of the mouth and then he found out it was the decade of the mouth, What do you think he's going to do? He's going to try to 
contradict everything that God has said. And when you think about it, just think about it. And when I found this out, that's what made my mind really start going back and really thinking about everything that has happened since 2020. So when you think about it, in 2020, we were living through a pandemic, right? And during that time, it was something that none of us had ever experienced in our lifetime. We didn't know what was going on. The whole lockdown, the whole world was shut down. Everybody stop. You're not doing anything, going anywhere. Just sit down, right? But then you started hearing all this stuff, right? Information was getting out about this. There's a conspiracy here. It was started there. This one's behind this. This one's saying that. All this talking, 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 talking. Fake news, truth news. You don't know what's real. You know what's real. This one's saying the truth. This one not saying the truth. All that started 2020, right? So when you think about it and you piece everything together, it makes sense with this being the decade of the mouth and how information is just, we're flooded with it. We're inundated with it. And it's for us knowing God's word, listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, using the gifts that he's given us, it's for us to be able to filter through to really see what's truth and what's not. Right? Because when you speak his word, you're putting it out into the atmosphere. And when I think back, when I think back to 10 years ago, And that was the time when God was revealing you all seeing. God was letting you see what was going to come. He was giving you visions of what was to come. When I think back just in my life, he had been revealing to me that I was going to be speaking on a different level other than just in my workplace, right? And that because in my workplace, I was speaking truth all the time. But God had revealed to me in from 2013, 2015, 2017, 2018, that I was going to be speaking, but it was going to be in a different form. I didn't know what that form was. I didn't know exactly where it was going to be taking me. But fast forward, here it is when I left my employer, 2018, started on the radio, 2019, and here we are, 2020, in the, the dec- which started the decade of the mouth, And when I think back to that first show, 2020, where God was preparing us for what to do for the rest of that year, starting in January, that's when he got us started on this five-year journey. And God was talking to us about this five-year journey. And then when I thought about it, I was like, wow, here it is. I was speaking in my workplace, didn't know exactly what I was going to be doing, but now my voice is on the air touching countless lives in various countries. Who would have thought? But all of this is taking place in this decade of this speaking. But I I say to myself, who would have thought? But God knew. God knew exactly how he wanted everything set up. God knew exactly how he wanted everything to work out according to his plan for what he has for his agenda for the kingdom. So when you become obedient to what God is telling you, when you become obedient to what he has placed in your heart for what he has for you to do, 
it starts to make sense when you get other bits and pieces of the information and you can tie the whole story together. So now, not only are we in the decade of the mouth, but we're in the year, because now the decade is going to go from 2020 to 2029, which is 5780 to 5789. But each year is a different year. Like the Asians have the year of the rabbit, the year of the tiger. But each year in the Jewish calendar, it stands for something different as well. So not only are we in the decade of the mouth, right? But this year, 2024, is the year of the voice of the doorkeeper. And for that, for us, that means that doors will be opened by the sound of your voice. And according to Vision Church, they're saying that you'll be able to speak into your life and it's going to automatically happen, right? Just like when we think back to Jesus with the man at Bethesda, my famous, you know how I love talking about that man who's sitting by the pool waiting for the angel to trouble it so he could get in and get his healing. He'd been sitting there for 38 years. And I said, we were never going to be like that man at that pool because we're going to keep moving. But when Jesus saw him there, Jesus just said to him, pick up your bed and walk. He just spoke to him and the man did it. When Peter and John saw the beggar at the gate, beautiful, and he was asking for money and they said, silver and gold, I have not, but I can give you what Christ says. Pick up your bed and walk, right? And we've all, we all know, we always talk about how God created by speaking the word. But this year, our voices are going to open doors. So it's going to be so important for us to be mindful of what comes out of our mouth because we will literally reap what we sow with our word. And keep in mind, this is not just for believers. Whatever is spoken out of the mouth of anyone will take root in the atmosphere. Because when, when God has something open where he says he reigns on the just and the unjust, so if it's in the atmosphere that God says your words you will reap, he's not just saying, okay, your good words that you're going to reap. He's saying your words you're going to reap. So that means even as believers, we've got to constantly be on guard with what comes out of our mouth. Even when we're speaking over our own lives, when we're talking to ourselves, when we're talking to our children, when we're talking to our coworkers, when we're talking to our family members, it is so important, especially this time, it's always been important. Let me not diminish the fact that it has always been important for us to be mindful of the words that we use. But now that we're actually living in the time of, it's even more so important. Because you'll be able to speak miracles into your life, speak breakthroughs into your life, speak wisdom into your life. You'll be bringing down principalities from high places. God is opening the windows of heaven and pouring out blessings. God is giving us the power through prayer to receive what we 
are requesting. So we have to be so mindful, so careful of everything that we say. Because we have the ability to open doors with our voice in this year. That's why God is saying it was so important for me to set the foundation here in the beginning so that when we go through the rest of the year, we are mindful of what we are supposed to do. We're intentional about everything that we do. And we are ever so careful to wait on him when we don't know what we're supposed to do and to continue doing what he's already had us to do. I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot for you to take in. But when you think about it, it's not really a lot. What it is, is it's God calling us to task for everything that he has been telling us forever. From the time the book was written, all these things were said. It's just now it's like, mm, okay, this is where we're going to really see who was paying attention, who wasn't paying attention, who understands what it is I said, who doesn't understand, who doesn't want to understand. This is the time. This is where you're really going to see, or like what they say with cars, where the rubber meets the road if you're walking the walk and talking the talk. This is where you're going to see. Because it's not even like trying to prove it to somebody else. He's going to show this to you. And I've already seen it happen. I've already seen it happen in my life. From the time I've learned about this and I was putting it together to give it to you guys. From last year, I was, from last year, I started saying, write things down. Say what you want to say to the Lord. Pray over it. You know, make it plain to him. We were talking about that. Just write everything down, whatever you want. I was saying that from last year only to come into now this year to get full understanding of just how important those words are, I've already seen it happening. Things I have already spoken out of my mouth, it's been less than 24 hours and it's come to pass. And it makes me even more want to hold on to what I say, be very mindful of it, because what I say is not only just affecting me, but my voice is going out over the air. So my voice is affecting Whoever hears me, whoever is under the sound of my voice, and not just this morning, because they can play this years from now. So anything I say in this capacity has the ability to affect and change lives. And I take that very seriously. And with that, I end op-ed. And now... Our word of the month, because we are still in January, veracity, conformity to facts and accuracy. And this is where we really, with all the information that we just learned, if you're going to open up your mouth, make sure you're talking truth. Make sure you're speaking truth. Right? Make sure what you're saying is correct. Make sure it's the facts. Make sure it's accurate. Before you say it, before you say, oh, she thinks she, do you really know what she thinks she is? Oh, he think he, do you really know what he thinks he is? What you should be saying is, Lord, bless them. 
in whatever they're going through. Because usually when you want to make the statement, oh, they think they so, it's because someone's acting in a particular way that we find offensive or we just don't want to be bothered with. Whatever our attitude happens to be at that particular moment. But at that moment, instead of saying, oh, they think they, cover them. Just cover them. Lord, I don't know what it is, but cover them. And yes, my time is growing really short. So I got to give us the promise of the week. Our promise of this week is going to come from Proverbs 3, 1 and 2. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands for the length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. And with that, I say everyone have a blessed Sunday, blessed rest of your week. Stay in your word, read your word, start your year Bible plan and just keep yourself covered. Keep your family covered. Stay in prayer continuously. Wait for the direction of the Lord to see where he wants you to go and be mindful. Be mindful of the words that come out of your mouth. That means to take your time to stand still to count to 10, to formulate in your mind what you really want to say. And like we used to say back in the day that our parents always told us, if you don't have nothing good to say, don't open your mouth. And it will literally be in this time, if you don't have anything good to say, don't open your mouth. Because you don't know what you're speaking on yourself. You don't know what you're putting out there that someone else may have to walk in. So I say be blessed. Be safe. And until God brings us together again next week, peace.